episode 1.9 feedback the above picture which goes with ep episode 9 season 1 of my podcast denazification shows me at the time when I read through Sigmund Freud's 18 volumes of his collected works and had started to correspond with his mental heiress and daughter Anna Freud. Doris, my daughter, looked at it and said, you had curly hair back then. That's very unusual because later on you always had straight hair. I answered, well, I was in a, a German high school back then. Everybody was very orderly dressed. The Beatles, about whose hair and clothes everybody complained, were more conformist than I. I did not try to be a nonconformist. I just was. Some classmates even suspected that I made my curls. I just laughed and said, Are you crazy? I spending time on my ear? That's ridiculous. Once I had no money to go on a field trip with my class, so I had to stay in school. It was a math class with a professor whom I did not know. He was one of the drill sergeant types. Been in Hitler youth, then in the Wehrmacht. There was Lord and order back then. Types like you would have been severely disciplined and taught how to dress properly. He did not say that aloud, but I knew what guys like him were thinking. So he poses the math problem to the class. Imagine a circle of radius 23 meters about whose midpoint another circle of radius 17 meters is drawn. What is the area between them? I at once give the answer to my neighbor who blurts it out. The teacher had seen me do it and immediately reflexively says, Wrong! How can a hippie like that know the answer? He would have to multiply first 23 by itself, then 17 by itself, subtract the two results and finally attach by. The hippie could not have done that in his head so quickly. That is true. However, the hippie had previously found out an easier way. The difference between the two radii 23 and 17 is 6. The sum is 23 plus 17, uh, which is 40. 6 times 40 is 240. Now attach pi. The final answer is 240 pi square meters. So I said, you are wrong, Herr Professor. My neighbor is right. I can show it to you on the blackboard. I did that and demonstrated that the well-known formula a square minus b square equals a minus b times a plus b could be used to justify my procedure. In the future, her professor always made a big circle around the hippie when he came close to him in the hallway. 
misclassification happened to me all my life, even from my unconventionally famous friend Paul Feierabend, also from Vienna, Austria, who made fun of a poker-toting Karl Popper and raised his opponent and praised his opponent Rudolf Wittgenstein. When he heard that I had corresponded so long with Anna Freud, he put me into the psychoanalyst box and never let me out again. The misclassification of Gerhard Kreuz, who would prefer to have nothing to do with boxes, is explained by him the following way. Most people have nothing in their heads anyway, but are, like most dumb people, full of themselves. They jump to conclusions very quickly. Actually, it is less frequent in Germany, but when it happens, it is sometimes done with spite, as in the case of the Herr Professor. Here, in the USA, it happens as a national reflex, without hesitation and doubt. Let me give you an example. After having taken the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test with Professor Jane Myers at UNCG, I was classified by her as artistic, intuitive, chaotic, or the likes. Previously, she had sometimes publicly diagnosed me as crazy and earned widespread approval amongst her doctoral student followers. Once I had a meeting with her concerning my duties as a doctoral assistant. I took out my notepad and started making a list. She was totally horrified. People like you don't make any lists! So much did she believe in her so-called science. I like, I like Jane. She was a member. She bit you, saw you convulsed with pain, enjoyed the sight, and then was satisfied. Another of her colleagues was different. She hit you with a club. You screamed. She hit you with a club again. You screamed louder. She would never stop. I tell you, I prefer Jane Myers. Now looking back at my podcast experience, which has not even been two months, I must give you an overview of that. Did you ever produce Moonshine? I did. Let me describe it. I can recommend the results. You put seven gallons of water in a tank. Then you dissolve 10 kilograms or about 23 uh, pounds of sugar in it. Then you pour a packet of turbo yeast in it and stir. After that, you close the tank, but not totally, because the yeast will now do what is called fermentation. The yeast eats the sugar pisses alcohol and farts the gases, which would tear the tank apart if you had closed it totally. Sound simple or not? Not according to our self-styled internet experts, which expand themselves up to expressive professors, not unlike their colleagues at universities with a PhD. The three podcasts, three angle, off-label, and Problems and Solution were the fermentation phase of my podcasting. With the podcasts on denazification, 
we enter the death distillation phase, which will hopefully produce something like moonshine, go into your heads, make your brain's juices pop, so that you can cope with the higher voltage of mental activity. Finally, let me add some comments concerning the distribution of the podcast. There were two famous Jews from Vienna, Austria, Anna Freud and Sir Karl Popper, one of the most famous philosophers of the 20th century. They know their names very well there. I had two old letters from them. Anna's was a letter of recommendation. Karl's a letter of congratulation for one of my papers. I sent these letters with stickers of my triangle and off-label podcasts attached to two destinations, Vienna and all Jewish foundations on the east coast of the USA. Recipients would potentially go through two phases. Number one, confusion. Why is he sending us these two old letters? Number two, clarification. Let's look at the podcast. As Cole showed, everybody got stuck in phase one. The Jews did not even know who Anna Freud and Karl Popper were. The level of ignorance and non-commitment was surprising to me. It's actually quite dangerous. A. The more ignorant people get, the less they can cope with their issues. B. The less they can cope with their issues, the unhappier they become. C. The unhappier they become, the more they use drugs. D. Drugs are sometimes a sign of desperation. End of episode 1.9